Reel on Reels, episode 12, The Standoff, High Noon Shootout Deathmatch, part 4. Do you know what time it is? It's high noon. It sure is, Rob. And uh, as promised, we're here with a standoff. Right? An epic standoff between three classics of the Western genre. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Jeremiah. And we're here with Real on Reels, a death match between Rio Bravo, a fistful of dollars, and the Wild Bunch. Hey, you remembered it that time. I did. <laughs> and we're just going to be talking about which one we think is better. We're going to try to rate them on some categories and see yeah. if we can come up with a semi-statistical reasoning behind our choice. <laughs> and uh, after that, we're going to have some corrections. Yeah, we have some very important thing, uh, errors that need to be corrected from yeah. previous, previous Retra- episodes. Retractions, if We need you to will. redact a few things. Yep. Well, redact is not the right word. I won't, I won't that time because it's retract. Redact is editing things out, like blacking things out in government files. Which is what I'm going to do with your track for this episode. All right. So we've got a standoff for you all. It's going to be a doozy. Yep. And um, where do you want to start? Do you want to... Well, um, I don't know. I guess we should talk about the films a little bit. Sure. Um, If you want to listen to our kind of extended conversations about these films look at the last three episodes um we did entire episodes on them uh where we could fully discuss the uh the the film if you will the individual films yep one at a time uh, in more in depth and but yeah so i guess we should kind of like synopsize maybe or kind of recap do a little recap of uh some highlights yeah highlights and lowlights maybe yeah so, Rio Bravo, we'll go into chronological order. Sure. Rio Bravo is our 1959 film. John Wayne. Right. It was kind of the film that got John Wayne back into westerns, and then um, he went on to make some of his most well-known films after that. Yeah. Like um, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance and um, the the Alamo movie that he did and a couple other ones. Um, and so... Uh, that's that that film kind of represents the um kind of maybe it's one of the last of the like classic westerns before they started to get more like adult and more yeah more violent yeah and just also turn the corner into um something not so idyllic and there started to be a a strong theme of the like the i don't know the downfall of the West, like the, the sure. idyllic glory days or, or whatever, which that, that trend was already starting with the searchers a little bit, but yeah, we chose Rio Bravo because it's a good representation of the classic style mm-hmm. have all the, the archetypes of the sheriff and the deputy. And it's got the, you know, it's got some violence, but in it's kind of, a, you know, music song breaks. Yeah. <laughs> and where Dean Martin sings, Dean Martin sings in that, right? Oh no, yeah. no, no. Well, yeah. And one of them, but doesn't the other guy do it? Angel. Oh, in, I think he sings at one point. 
Um, are you talking about the Wild Bunch? Angel is one of the characters in the Wild Bunch. The oh, I. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you try to try to do three westerns all packed into a short period of time, but the yeah, uh, Dean Martin's character and uh, Ricky Nestle's character sing in right. Real Bravo, and um, it is like a two and a half hour movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's um, kind of episodic. There's a, it's kind of slow paced. There's a lot of, a lot of dialogue, plotting. <laughs> That's a negative way of putting it, but um. <laughs> But it's honest. Fair enough. This is a death match after all. It is a death match. We're going to have to start getting a little bit nasty. Right. And then uh, our pivot is A Fistful of Dollars. This is um, kind of the film that, that, well, it is the film that launched the careers of Sergio Leone, the director, and Neil Morcone, the uh, composer, and Clint Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it is the first in the classic uh, Dollars trilogy of spaghetti westerns. Yeah, and the first like kind of iconic First spaghetti iconic, western. yeah, first iconic spaghetti. And like really, kind sure. of what every spaghetti western after it was kind of modeled after. Yeah, spaghetti westerns bad, and the good, the bad, the ugly, other types you know. of westerns, even. Right, it, it was it influenced a lot of them, which we'll get into because it kind of mm-hmm. influenced, I would say, the Wild Bunch to some extent. Yeah, in terms of the violence. Yeah, it's got some pretty obvious uh, similarities, right. for sure. And uh, so then, yeah, the Wild Bunch, as we mentioned, is. Uh, is the culmination of that kind of transition into the uh, the more violent modern western? So a lot more blood, yeah, um, and like a lot more little blood packets exploding off of people's bodies where like they're getting flesh shot. packets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's super pretty, gory. Yeah, and um, the when Angel gets his throat cut and the blood just spurts out everywhere at the end, yeah. that that shocked me for a movie from 1969. Yeah. Well, uh, that was this is your first Peck and Paul movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gotta see some Peck and Paul movies. <laughs> they get they get some they get pretty uh, pretty violent. Wow, yeah, yeah. Especially even, Straw Dogs. Even, even horror movies hadn't been quite that gory yet. Really, at yeah. that point, there weren't a lot of the a lot of gory horror movies He's yet. Very controversial filmmaker. Right. Yeah, and even I mean, I think I read something about how the the MPAA used the the Wild Bunch was kind of like their new benchmark for like extreme violence like (laughs) as far as like the yeah like movies that would just get an r rating for the violence like that that was kind of like the one that was like okay this is definitely (laughs) our uh, something else yeah they were like they they probably considered giving it like some more extreme rating than r (laughs) but yeah um it's yeah and so it makes me wonder also if um about how what elements of the Western genre or, or things that were tried in Westerns, like what, how much have, did they, have they influenced other genres? Like how much do you, do you think that, um, how much of Westerns influence other genres? Yeah. Are there, do you think there are like certain, um, tropes or like things that they try like the extreme violence or whatever that, kind of bleeds over into other genres do you think it's sort of like a trailblazing genre actually going well, back sure i mean yeah there's a lot of examples we were just talking a little bit before recording this han solo being mm. kind of a you know direct influence of our um the, he was clearly influenced by westerns right yeah um he's a bounty hunter it, that star wars is a very much kind of a western style 
um, sometimes. You know, it kind of deals with outlaws, um, mm-hmm. which I think probably Westerns were the first films to kind of maybe deal with bad guys. Maybe besides maybe mafia movies. Yeah, I was I, w- I was I, I keep thinking when I think about the history of Westerns, I kind of think about um, or it makes me think about the parallel development of gangster movies. And yeah, um, but I actually think I wonder if that's another example where maybe ga- Westerns were even a little bit um ahead of them like ahead of the curve with, of, with those kinds of movies because like we were saying the wild bunch like that the sense that you get that you're watching this movie full of just bad guys mm. and you are like kind of sympathetic with them in some cases but even knowing that they're just terrible like awful human beings like yeah that's something that very much becomes a part of the whole gangster genre later on um like with scarface and right. even with tv shows like the sopranos um well, I mean, you. I mean, mafia movies have been around as long as westerns. I would say. Oh, okay. Um, well, maybe mafia movies maybe came later because I mean the original Scarface. From yeah, the, westerns the, were one of the like original genre. I mean, I, I didn't. It was like even, one of the. It was the first movie. Yeah, the first movie was a western. Yeah, the yeah. Train robbery movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it can't get more. And there's a train robbery robbery in the Wild Bunch. It's a kind of um. It's an interesting um. Like it's like a callback or like a, I don't know, like they're saying, you know, we, this, this is a film that is going to play off of the, a lot of these classic tropes, but it's still something very new. Yeah. And that's kind of like another area where it's um, an influence on other genres. I mean, those were kind of the first movies where robberies were a focus. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure it had some influence on heist genre of films. Right, yeah. Any anytime you see somebody robbing a bank, that's definitely an inf- influence. Oh yeah, yeah. Crime capers uh, and from yeah westerns. Yeah, I've I've thought about that too. Like maybe even like Wend- Wes Andersonian capers. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, and I think also because we've been to, we've talked about some classic horror movies too. I think westerns in certain in sort of pushing the envelope probably have had more to do with that because. To, uh, one of the reasons I think is that horror probably isn't, or at least for a long time, it wasn't as popular. I mean, westerns yeah. have been super popular for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, they've been around since the beginning. Because yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's so quintessentially American. Right. Um, it's an American art form. As American as baseball and right. apple pie yeah. westerns. So yeah, interesting. A little bit of waxing philosophical about westerns here at the beginning, but it's appropriate. Yeah. Um. So, so we should probably get into some of your categories. Yeah. Um, so here's what I want to try to do a little bit is um, go through some of the big categories of filmmaking, acting, cinematography, whatever, and uh, try to rate the or try to f- uh, decide which of these films is best in that category. And then mm. sort of try to build up like um, just to give a sense of like which how many categories or if there's a, a film that dominates more categories than the others basically okay um and so uh let's start so we can kind of get a get an objective yeah winner somewhat more objective but maybe yeah. have kind of like a last some of subjective opinions as well as who who the winner is yeah yeah we can even make uh subjective <laughs> feel one of our categories why not it's our podcast right um so how about do you want to start with talking about the acting yeah um I mean, the acting, I don't think anybody, I don't think any of these films kind of particularly stand out 
um, more than the others in terms of its acting. I think they're all mm-hmm. very well acted for what they are. Okay. Um, I'm. I think I'm more of a fan of the style of kind of like the acting in Fistful of Dollars because mm. I just like maybe the characters more. Um, the, you know those cat and I. I think the atmosphere in that movie kind of has something to do with that too. Um, kind of the setting that they're all living in. It fits with the atmosphere. I think there's a a kind of um, uh, grandiosity mm. in some of the performances, especially um, uh, uh, Ramon Rojo. I think was that his name, the leader of the the Rojo family. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's he. I wouldn't say he overacts, but there is a kind of um, I don't know it's a little a little over the top do you know what i mean well i mean spaghetti westerns in general are yeah, over the top right it's kind of like a, a cornerstone of the the genre right um acting's always kind of over the top it's very much kind of a um a play almost right it's supposed to be a little bit exaggerated yeah it's yeah. kind of like it's it's westerns on steroids it's westerns kind of like in your face and the music it actually would probably be too much if it w- didn't match the this oh, yeah. uh, aesthetic of the film in other ways. And yeah, the music is so strong and right. so powerful. Right. But so are the images. So right. it, yeah, it works. Definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that before. Um, I, I actually, uh, for me, it was a it was a tough choice between The Wild Bunch and Rio Bravo, um, and I you've kind of you changed my mind a little bit about a fistful of dollars, but I do think um, that for the most part, I, I didn't really, the acting for most of the characters didn't stand out for me in a fistful of dollars. I mean, Clint Eastwood is, is good at what he does. Um, but uh, that was really the only standout for me. Right. Um, but with the wild bunch, I felt like there were a lot of characters or a lot of actors that, that really, got into their role and um that it just felt very naturalistic like mm-hmm. i didn't feel it was the least it was the movie that felt least like a movie when it was just like characters on screen you know like i mean yeah. it, it gets when it gets really frenetic then it's mm. it's a little different but um it has a lot of different uh a lot of different moods um i think it is kind of an unfair comparison um just it sounds like you're saying that it has more merit in its acting because there are more strong characters because it is an ensemble more, just movie. more yeah more strong performances yeah so it is kind of like an unfair comparison in that sense to sure. I, I mean real bravo is also an ensemble cast um but yeah festival of dollars is kind of like a solo you know lone wolf kind of movie yeah that is true um, but yeah, I do get what you're saying with the naturalism of the acting in the wild bunch. It yeah. And it's kind of like a, it's more like a documentary than. Yeah. 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 Ones. It is a little more documentary ish, especially. You can um, feel, you can feel the Hollywood in the other movies. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good you way know, of putting it. Whenever you see John Wayne, you can feel the Hollywood. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't get the, you take him out of Hollywood. You can't take the Hollywood out of him. Right. Um, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think Holden, uh, William Holden, Ernest Borgnine, Robert Ryan, those guys, um, uh, just really gave real feeling performances. They felt like they really, 
they, these were these people are just who they were right um i do think though that like clint eastwood's character despite you know those other characters might be more in depth we might know more about them mm-hmm. but you can that that's the thing you know too i think you don't too much about them i think in good art mm, yeah it's often it's like in music it's often the notes not played it's often the silence that is the most powerful part. i mean without silence there would be no music right yeah and in kind of fiction without you know um you get details right you know you have to leave out things i think to kind of fill the imagination of the viewer mm-hmm. and that makes them kind of more enraptured in the film, which I was not really all that enraptured with Rio Bravo and the wild bunch. They felt as long as they are to me. Um, yeah, I, I think and you... that is also an unfair comparison because fistful of dollars is only a half, an hour and a half long. Right. But even good, the bad, the ugly, which is three hours long feels I feel more enthralled with that film than I, it doesn't feel three hours. Hmm. I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I felt like I, it was, it felt long when I watched it. Um, but yeah, um, it's true that the wild bunch and Rio Bravo both could be a little shorter. Um, and actually the wild bunch's theatrical version was about 10 minutes shorter. We watched the director's cut or, or, Oh, did we? revamp or whatever it was that that they did in 1995. Yeah, oh, okay. we watched the full two and a half hour or whatever version. Um, but yeah, uh, so but to kind of get back on track with Rio Bravo, um, I also, was on track, <laughs> sort of. Uh, Talk about the, the acting. That's Having a true. conversation, sir. <laughs> Trying to. Uh, so <laughs> what? What are you talking about? In, in Rio Bravo, uh, they were there's, it focuses very much on the characters, and, um, so it, it is it actually hinges on the acting I think more than the other films do, and it wouldn't be as successful as it is I don't think if the uh, performances weren't t- uh, top notch, and I mean Ricky Nelson is kind of Ricky Nelson like he's not you know super impressive in the movie. But um, there's enough of there's enough good acting from everybody else to go around. Um, you know, John Wayne hits a lot of different notes with um, the different kinds of relationships that he um, has with all these different people. And I think I made in that episode, I made the point in that episode that you know he um, it's uh, it's more interesting. His character is more interesting in the movie than most of the other characters in any of these movies because of the way that. Uh, like I said, these different relationships that he has and the way that they, they affect the plot on a deep level. And, um, on, you know, Walter Brennan is great as stumpy with that fake limp. He had to always remember which leg to limp on. Cause he, yeah. had to, he doesn't actually limp. Um, and, uh, but really Dean Martin is the standout because of the way that he plays dudes, you know, um, you know, struggling with, um, withdrawals character. Um, it's, it's really, it's uh, I think modern in a lot of ways and it's just very relatable and he's he's the most developed character I think in any of these movies mm. um and so I I really he just yeah 
there's something about that character that re- really stands out to me, um, more so than almost any other character in any Western um, that, that I've seen. So um, I, I'm actually going to give a, the nod to Rio Bravo in this category. So you... you hmm. I mean... I don't know. I, I think there's no more... There's two icons in Westerns to me. Mm-hmm. John Wayne mm-hmm. and Clint Eastwood. Sure. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And to me, I think Clint Eastwood's kind of stony silence and um, his grimaces and just the way everything is put together, I just, I don't know. I prefer a fistful of dollars acting yeah he's um he's a monolith yeah and um there's nobody no there's nobody quite like him for sure in that in that way Mm. um yeah he's uh he's like the stoic stoic like you can't get any more stoic than that right so uh, yeah i definitely um he's yeah he is iconic um i just yeah overall I, i don't feel like it's uh that's enough for this movie to win that category. Um, well, I think the performance is iconic. Sure. <laughs> so I think that is enough. All right. So Rob's given a point to Fistful. I'm giving a point to Rio Bravo for acting. Hmm. Um, let's skip over direction because I think that's going to be a little bit harder and juicier. Um, <laughs> so how about cinematography? Well, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. You think it's obvious? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. Fistful. I, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to win every category for me, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Your argument is, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no <laughs> movie shoots a desert kind of setting. You know, nobody shoots a be- de- better desert setting than Sergio Leone and whomever his uh, cinematographer, <laughs> whomever was. cinematographer was. I probably have that written down somewhere. But um, um, So, yeah, I don't know. I just think the other movies are just kind of stock hmm. in kind of their cinematography. I actually agree with you about Rio Bravo. I don't agree about The Wild Bunch. I think there's a lot more going on there. Because part of the reason it feels so engrossing is that um, there are so many, you see everything from so many different angles. Every like major set piece, it's like they must have had like, I don't know how many cameras on each set. But it's, it's crazy because you, you, it helps you really feel that you're in a real place. Yeah. And, go ahead. But I think that's more of a um, kind of more of a a nod towards its editing than its cinematography. A lot of cameras doesn't mean you're a good cinematographer. No, not necessarily. I'm not saying he's a bad cinematographer, whomever it is. Um, But I don't know. I just think that's more of kind of like a a nod to its editing. Sure. Okay. Well, that that wasn't my – that wouldn't be my whole argument, and that is a good point. Um, But I do think also um, the way that it's shot is more creative – in a lot of ways, because, uh, for example, you'll have a lot of, um, 
there's more establishing shots um, and like zooming in from up high, that kind of thing. There's more. um, uh, A lot of pan zooms. Yeah, there's more like. It's there's more to I feel it's, like there's more to feast my eyes on. It's like a, it's a it's gorilla, it's it's gorilla filmmaking almost. It's yeah. very kind of handy cam and you know it's very shaky and um, hectic and um, I, it is interesting. Yeah, but I just p- kind of prefer the stylism of this fool. Fair enough. Yeah, I do think. Um, it's the cinematography is one of the aspects in that film that's kind of um it's good but you don't really it it's it's good at not making you focus on that aspect of it if that makes sense mm. like it's good at kind of staying out of the way and making you not feel like you're watching a movie does that make sense yeah and i think that's something to, it has some you know that's something to be said for it for sure um and so, uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said, Rio Bravo, I, I don't think there's anything particularly notable about the cinematography. It's just standard yeah. Western, you know, uh, shots. So, um, but yeah, Fistful of, Do- Fistful of Dollars. So you're going to give that the cinematography yep. point? Okay, I'm going to give it to The Wild Bunch. All right. Um, so music. I think we might <sighs> we might have found a point of agreement here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again... No question. A neo This one's a little more no question. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's nobody better in film scoring than Ennio Morricone. Ever. Yeah, this, um, and this isn't even his best score, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Mars Volta used to use that uh, Fistful of Dollars score when they'd come out um, to like pump up the audience before they came out uh, onto st- onto the stage, and it was like the craziest thing ever because <laughs> everybody freak out as soon as those horns yeah. swell. Um, yeah, it's just again we're gonna use this word a lot, but iconic, it's yeah, an iconic <laughs> song and an iconic attitude. Yeah, in westerns. Yeah, it's it's so epic and haunting and. If there's one word I could describe Fistful of Dollars, it's attitude. Yeah. It's all about the emotions that it kind of invo- evokes into you, in you. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, it's all, it's um kind of Baroque mm. in that way. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So that's, uh, we both give that one a point for that. Yeah. For music. So screenplay this Mm. is the category that i'm always most interested in really in any kind of film i always i want it to be a good well-written story and i don't want the dialogue to be to get in the way and be annoying and and cheesy or or to not feel real um so this is a very very important category to me i i think i would have to give the tip of the hat (laughs) to uh the wild bunch on this one Oh, okay. Because I think that there's just more going on and um, kind of the, even though, even though they're just awful people, (laughs) was it Angel that gets uh, kidnapped? Yeah. Yeah. When he gets kidnapped and you're like, okay, these guys got to have to go back for him. Right. Um, I just think that that whole thing is well written. 
Um, I think the characters are well written. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think um, Fistful of Dollars is um, there's the clear um, bottom in this category. Not that it's a bad screenplay, but it's just it, it was minimalistic. Yeah, it's they just rewrote a, a Japanese movie to be an American or you know to be in a Western. So yeah, <laughs> um, and that yeah, so Not entirely original. Yeah, I mean, even if and even if it were an original story, if it were an original story, it might actually be up there uh, with these other movies. Um, I don't know that I feel like that's a big mark against it. But yeah, I also feel like the uh, mark against it is that the um, the dialogue isn't really anything special. Um, it is a very quiet movie. That's true. Um, and besides the music, it's, yeah, it has um, the the different series of um, like traps that he sets up or like ways that he plays these two. Um, that, that is a good merit. Yeah. But, gangsters I mean, off it, each again, other. it's not that all that original. They, right. they did that when, what was the film? Um, Yojimbo is the one Yojimbo, that it was. Yeah. Uh, Kurosawa's Yojimbo. Yeah. Film. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't get, that doesn't get a lot of points for originality or really dialogue or, um, you know, the overall story is, is pretty good. Um, it, it, I think it's, uh, maybe a little, even though it's a short movie, I feel like it, it almost, it's, it's almost too thin of a plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. You don't think I, so? I don't think it's too thin of a, I think it's just enough. Okay. I, I don't, I mean, these other movies, they, it might seem too thin on plot compared to two epics. Right. I mean, we're That's talking true. about two, two and a half hour westerns compared to an hour and a half one. Right. Um, to judge the, each on their own, uh, the criteria that makes sense for each each of them. Yeah. So yeah. Like, uh, Rio Bravo and The Wild Bunch are more like detailed paintings, like realistic paintings to me, and A Fistful of Dollars is kind of like a an abstract Jackson Pollock painting. Okay. Even though the editing in the Wild Bunch is kind of more reminiscent of uh, Jackson Pollock, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I do think, um, yeah, I think we pretty much agree that uh, that that it's a it's a decent screenplay, and it, these are all good ones. I, I actually the only thing that I was going to uh, um, to bring up that you didn't was. My 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 pick is going to be Real Bravo. I'll just say that yours mm-hmm. is Wild Bunch. Yeah. Um, it's I like I said before. I think the the character development is the best in that in Rio Bravo and most interesting for me, um, because they are. And it's not just because in some ways it's like they're they're very very different types of films because one is about good likable people trying to do what's right and help each other mm. <laughs> and the other one is about terrible people just be, being um terrible <laughs> yeah being their you know uh basking in their decadence yeah yeah um and even though they do sort of there's a little bit of redemption in there and like you said with the whole going back for angel thing even though they knew it was a suicide mission um yeah. is um you know, it's an awesome scene. The, yeah. Th- the third, but I mean, is it a suicide mission bath. for a, 
another bad person. Right. So it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really, the characters don't really develop in any way. Yeah. Um, basically the question of that film is, is there honor amongst thieves? Right. And in that case, yes. Yeah. To some extent. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he didn't have to necessarily let Angel get captured in the first place, but anyway, (laughs) he kind of did. I mean, well, I guess he didn't. He could have tried at least. Right, exactly. <laughs> he could have tried to get him back. <laughs> Damn you, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, um, like I said, I, I give it. I give it. I give the nod to Rio Bravo. I I love the dialogue. Um, I just think that it's all of the. There's no like really wasted words. I think everything is is just. It's such a neatly, tightly constructed screenplay. Yeah. Um, all the the events play out in. Um, in ways that that make sense and that are um you know there's no like holes really mm. everything you know what i mean like it's it's like a it's like a watertight kind of movie yeah um that's something that i i didn't think about before but it really is like i don't you know i feel like the other movies maybe you kind of have to suspend disbelief for some things but real bravo just feels solid um okay. so yeah um I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give Real Bravo the point in the screenplay category, and I am keeping track of these. Um, so I have just a couple more categories here: uh, set design slash art direction, that kind of stuff. Um, which do you think um, has the best art and visuals and that kind of stuff? It's be- for me. It's between The Wild Bunch and Fistful of Dollars. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about art direction and like like just the sets and kind of right, things like yeah. that. The actual physical world that they're in. Even even costumes, that kind of stuff. I prefer if I have to pick one, I have to prefer Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> okay. Because I I just like that setting better for a western. That kind of desolate town in the middle of nowhere. You know, wind worn and all the people are just kind of weary and yeah it's um it's like a a haunted version of the rio bravo set (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's very it's very similar very basic simple but yeah it's a haunted version of it yeah um it's a ghost town you know yeah Uh, it does a really good job of conveying that sense and you know a lot of i a lot of some of that was probably economical, you know, kind of like with Halloween, like some things work just because they had to. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, I was actually going to give it to Fistful of Dollars. So oh, okay. <laughs> we both we both give it to it in that category um, because, yeah, like I said, you know, Rio Bravo it, it doesn't really stand out in that category. And um, the Wild Bunch does has some sets that are kind of cool. I like the train robbery uh, set. Mm. Um, but aside from that, nothing really blew me away. It was yeah. kind of like, you know, uh, brick buildings and, or what, what, what is that? Uh, not brick, um, Adobe. Is that yeah. Adobe buildings. Some Adobe buildings and some, like some trees yeah. <laughs> and some desert. Yeah. Um, and there, there, the town set was pretty cool. It, I think that was like, it looked more like an actual town, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Nothing, nothing really stood out too much in that movie for me. But yeah, Fistful of Dollars does have this stark look to it. it. Has a unique look. Yeah. So yeah. One thing I said about it 
in our in depth discussion was that it's Fistful of Dollars is is kind of like style over substance mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a clear winner in this category. Boom, got that one, got that one sorted. We both agreed on uh, music and set design for that one. All right, so post production, editing, that kind of stuff. Uh, wild bunch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it has the most edits ever. Almost. Probably. I don't know. It, yeah. And not, not just having a lot of edits, you know, that doesn't necessarily make it great, but the way that... How it's used. Yeah. The way that it creates so much tension and the way that it really gets your... Heightens the action. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's kind of like the, the first... It pumps Peck you up. Peck and Paul was like the first kind of fast cut guy action movies use that all the time now oh yeah yeah very influential for sure um so yeah it's game changing and it, it's not it's it's been overdone and done badly yeah yeah, yeah. but in this movie it really works mm-hmm. so that's yeah that is impressive about it so wild bunch for both of us on post-production i haven't given rio bravo one kudo yet mm, wow yeah <laughs> kind of thought that it might go this way but i like that movie yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, we could even talk, we could bring up special effects. I don't know if that's really part of, yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't think we need to in do this that. particular instance. Yeah. There's, there's, um, this, spe- I would give it, I would give it to wild bunch if we were to include, include it just because of the, like all the blood packets and stuff. Yeah. That's really the only kind of special effect that these movies use. Like the that's true, gunshots yeah. and I think it's an unfair comparison. Yeah. Good point. Um, and, uh, just I, I didn't even write this one down, but just production values in general. How do you feel about that? Production values, yeah. Um, probably the Wild Bunch. It yeah. has just more going on. Yeah, I think that would be another one where it might be an unfair comparison because of the high budget. Yeah. So let's yeah, leave we'll, that one out too. Would, yeah. <laughs> um. So let's go. Let's do so. Direct direction. That's our last category here that we're going to actually record a score on. Um, hmm. I don't know. You go, <laughs> you, you start with your opinion. Um, I, part of me just wants to give it to Sergio Leone cause he's kind of a badass. Right. Um, I do think it, this is the hardest, this is the one where the three films are the closest together, mm. um, because they are all kind of auteurish. Yeah. Um, they're all very much, you know, they, they have, they wear the director's influence on their sleeve mm-hmm. in every shot. So, um, I like, I, I kind of feel like I might, I might as well go with Rio Bravo because I subjectively, <laughs> like if we're going to do subjective feels category, Rio Bravo is my favorite film of the three. Mm. And, um, I think it's such a close race. Um, that I would just, I would give it to Howard Hawks just because, um, you know, he, he made that movie, (laughs) you know, the, the acting. They all made the movie. Yeah, I know. I know. But, um, the way that they, there had to have been good direction in these, in a lot of these, um, just because of the way that the characters play off of each other is so important in that movie. Um, you know, I think, I think that's a sign of good direction. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to the Wild Bunch for this one. Hmm, okay. I if if we were talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, it would have won that for me hands down in terms of direction. 
Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I probably would too. <laughs> um, Wild Bunch. I like the relationship between the characters, and I like um, how just everything's put together. The train robbery, um, mm-hmm. just this the scenes with a dictator or not the dictator, but the general, Generalissimo. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's just and you know he's the he, he's the one that's deciding about all these editing. Uh, decisions yeah that's true he's deciding these decisions <laughs> he's um, making decisions yeah and he also plays around with camera speed oh yeah he does the a movie. lot of pan zooms and like um well even just this oh the speed of the film or whatever you call that oh, the, yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. speed of the film is what i mean mm-hmm. yeah frames per second um so yeah I, I just think i'd have to give this one to sam peckinpah um is that the last so, category? Yes, yeah, so let me let me tally this up real quick here. Um, but um, yeah, and while you do that, in general, I think uh, before Jeremiah gets his opinion in, I know <laughs> which one my winner. I, I mean, I'm obviously Fistful of Dollars. Yeah, so Fistful of Dollars is the uh, well. Let's just say uh, Rio Bravo has two points. Uh, actually, no. Rio Bravo's got three points. The Wild Bunch has five, and a fistful of dollars is the winner of the High Noon Shootout Death Match with six points. That's like the official real on real score. That is the official real on real score. Oh wow! But <laughs> what are our individual opinions? If you had to pick one, you know. What would you choose? I would. It's easily Rio Bravo, and regardless of any of the other considerations, I Rio Bravo is a movie that I would watch more times for sure. Mm. I don't think I'd watch the other two again. It was a part of your childhood too, right? That's true too. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that is definitely a factor. Yep. Um, for me, it's clearly Fistful of Dollars. I just love mm-hmm. the attitude that Sergio Le- Sergio Leone brought to westerns. Um, I don't think anybody did it better than Sergio Leone. There are a lot of great spaghetti westerns out there, um, and a lot of movie, a lot of other movies and directors influenced by his style for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, just I, I love the simplicity of it. I love the starkness of the set. Um, just kind of the the grim nature of everything it's just a very grim yeah. film it's uh there's such a difference in tone between rio bravo and films like that right and and fistful of dollars and that carries over into westerns um from all of the just about i mean there's probably a few more like traditionalist ones but just about any western from like 80s 90s you know newer ones um they've got that they've got that influence yeah um like uh, go ahead go no good I say like even um, even westerns like maybe Tombstone from the '90s that was like a remake of yeah. Gunfight at the OK Corral. That's mm-hmm. got more of a modern sensibility to it. Um, sure. And uh, that Sergio Leone was the one who gave the genre that that feel. He gave um, the genre its teeth. Yeah, No Country for Old Men. Um, even The Revenant. Well, Country for Old Men is not really a western. It's kind of a western. Um, I mean, it's kind well, of these is. are yeah. They're kind of like they're movies. Just they're, influence. Those are both yeah movies that and the Hateful Eight. Those are all movies oh, yeah. that in many ways are not traditional westerns, but they've they're they're with they're Draw working influence. within that 
they're with working within that framework for sure yeah. and they've got some of the same themes and um it hateful eight is more of a more explicitly a western mm-hmm. i guess and um, I, I was just thinking uh that can't be our official score because i clearly had a bias not really a bias but i clearly clearly preferred one film over the one other <laughs> so i had a huge sway over that number that is true so but how else do we uh I don't think we really need an official, <laughs> uh, you know, decision. Sure. But I'm I'm perfectly okay with my answer being the one that we <laughs> officially put out to the world. Nah, we'll we'll put out there that Rio Bravo and A Fistful of Dollars are at the top of the uh, top of the heap, and Wild Bunch gets honorable mention. All right. Well, uh, you want to get to some corrections. Yeah, we do have uh, a few uh, important, vital uh, corrections to make to some errors that we've made. Yeah, we, uh, we're we sorry. <laughs> Here we go. As usual. Play the music. Corrections. These things happen, people. All right. Um, so... Jeremiah, would you like to start? Yeah. Um, so back in, I mean, you you guys you guys know your your obscure philosophers, I'm sure. So a little embarrassed about this one because uh, uh, I'm sure you guys all noticed it. Um, back in the episode four, the Fantastic Planet episode, I was talking about the concept of eros because of the the whole mating uh, ritual that's uh, that figures prominently in the plot. Um, and that's a, I, I said that that concept was associated with Michel Foucault, the postmodernist. It's actually associated more with um, the Frankfurt School philosopher Herbert Marcuse. So um, you probably have been, I've been kicking myself. You guys have probably been making fun of me behind my back. But May I, may I be the first to say, sure. how dare you? Sorry. That's all I can say. Sorry. How dare you? I'm gonna say it. it would be the second to say right. too. We got one other one. Um, big blunder on my part. <laughs> so I said I had nothing to do with this. I said in the Dracula versus Freaks episode, episode five, the Todd Browning death match. Um, I said that there was a season of American Horror Story called Freaks, based on uh, the movie Freaks. Well, most of that is true. The problem is. It was called Freak Show, not Freaks. This the American Horror Story season was called Freak Show. Do you resign yet? I get don't I get three strikes at least? I was only two. Okay. I guess felons do, so I guess you can have three okay. strikes. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, we do have some other ones. Some other corrections. Um let's go through. Rob, you're gonna be feeling like a jelly donut after this because uh, I know some of these were your fault. Are you calling me fat? Of course not. Oh, okay. Um, Kung Fu movies were never called Easterns. Yeah, I don't know where you got that idea, but... I don't know. You put it out there, I, so... I think they should be. Just gotta, just gotta take it back. But I take it back. I just think they should be. All right. Um, John Wayne didn't bury his victims under his home. That was John Wayne Gacy. Oh, okay. John Wayne ate his victims. Oh, okay, okay. So, so just cannibal. Right. Okay. Right. And a, a murderer. 
Uh, well, yeah, it's a given. Well, I mean, the person that a cannibal's not necessarily a murderer. Fair point. Because you could just eat somebody that's already dead. Yeah, sure. So can't ever murder a buddy. You know, you can eat guilt-free. Sure. Um, spaghetti westerns have never been served at Olive Garden. Oh, that's just not true. I could have sworn. I thought it was all you could watch. There was like, <laughs> I could have sworn that was uh, they did that somewhere, maybe like a special event or something. But yeah, I don't never know. Never been done, huh? Okay. Um, Han Solo's sister is not named Gretel Solo. Not named Gretel, huh? Yeah. I thought I thought it was Han. Oh, it's Han Solo. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. There is not a remake of A Fistful of Dollars called A Dollop of Bitcoin. Oh, that I thought I thought they were I thought that was in production. No. Nope. Doesn't even exist. Where did we get no that one? No on IMDb. Um, and finally, uh, we all make mistakes, but they have to end at some point. Um, the Wild Bunch is not a brand name of organic bananas. No way. Nope. I don't know. I could have sworn what I... What the hell you were <laughs> I've, thinking. I've seen him. I've seen him somewhere. I um, mean, how could that not be a thing? I'm making that a thing. I'm starting a, I'm starting a banana farm. That's how that works, right? Oh, boy. Banana farm? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm sure they'll grow perfectly well in Indiana. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, again, we're sorry. Of course, yeah. As always. Abjectly. Um, but this has been Real on Reels. And yeah. it is now 1 o'clock, no longer high noon. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add, Jeremiah? I don't think so. Just... Um these are good movies, and um, they're, the Fistful of Dollars is um, better than I was giving it credit for, I think. You're darn tootin'. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. You can email us at reelunreelsofficial at gmail.com. Um, and that's it for us today. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs>